Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo with Stewardship and Mission of Faith. And today I am with Tom DeAngelis, who is uh, always here on on the air and a first time guest Ruth Jilka Ruth welcome thank you uh, thank so you. good to, to have you here Ruth is uh, by way of Kansas Iowa and many other Texas and many other places is now <laughs> here in uh, in the Elizabethtown area and uh, came to our conference we actually met uh, at at St Peter's when we were inviting people to come to the conference you came in September and now you're a part of our gospel reflection group and now on Reflections from the Heart. So thank you for being here. Thank you. So blessed. All right. Uh, so for those of you who are our uh, past guests, welcome back. For those of you who are new, Reflections from the Heart is a gospel reflection. So we're going to look at the gospel that we will that we will hear on Sunday. And what a gospel reflection is, unlike a Bible study, is is we just we we read, we pray, we read the gospel, and then we just uh, wait for the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Usually, a word or a phrase will jump out at you, and then we'll we'll share here. Uh, and you, if you're with anybody, you can do your own sharing. But if you're by yourself driving or somewhere in the in your home or in an office, listen and pay attention to to the promptings. Just like Mary pondered all these things in her heart, um, God is probably calling you to and me when we have those uh, those you know those little little those little rings in our heart, uh, probably being called to ponder that. So let's uh, let's have some fun. So the gospel today is from Matthew. And it's for the first Sunday of Advent, Matthew. So if you can get a Bible, Matthew 24, 37 to 44. Matthew 24, 37 to 44. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the moment. You are the God of now. So please, Lord, help us to be present to you in this moment, leaving aside everything and just being present so we can Truly hear your words, not only with, our, with, the, with our ears, but with the ears of our heart. Please, Lord, speak to us. Speak to us. Show us how you want us to live the gospel as husbands, as wives, as sons, as daughters, as mothers and fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, friends. Lord, please give us the courage to live the gospel each and every day of our lives. And as we begin our Advent journey, Lord, please help us to meet you in new ways. Help us to make commitments, to truly be intentional in our, in our relationship with you, that we want to get to know you, we want to love you more and serve you more. So please, Lord, guide us in that and help this Advent be like no other, where we are prepared in a way that we've never been prepared before to receive you into our hearts, into the manger of our heart. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Ruth. Will you please read the gospel for us? Happily. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the day of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, 
marrying, and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So it will be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. All right. So the, uh, the, the words that jumped out at me were stay awake. And I don't sleep much at night. I have a, I have a tough time sleeping. And sometimes I have a tough time staying physically awake uh, during the day, especially if I'm not actively engaged and involved in something. You know, I have to, uh, like if I'm doing something that's, that's just kind of low key or, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll find myself kind of drifting off. Um, but I'm thinking that the Lord is trying to, to show me through my physical, like when I'm physically tired, what that looks like in my heart. Right, that my heart can grow drowsy as well. <clears throat> and as we come to the beginning of Advent, it's the beginning of a new church year, and uh, you know, our hearts could be drowsy. You know, we hear it in the gospel. You know, don't let your hearts become drowsy from the anxieties of daily life. Um, so, like those those eyes that nod, or you know, those eyelids that get heavy, that can happen to my heart as well. That that it's just really drowsy. So, this Advent, you know, just like like we prayed. Just a few minutes ago, it's, you know, Lord, please help me to, to meet you in new ways, to pray in new ways, to, to get back to things like, like steady adoration, to just hang out with you, just to let you love me, to be your son and not try to have everything all figured out. So, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm trusting, I'm trusting that the Lord is going to have some, some awesome encounters in store where he wants to, to meet me as his son and just love on me so then I can, uh, then I can love on, on the people that he brings in my life. There, there are people that, you know, that I'm sure look at this gospel and, and say that, you know, this is about the second coming of Christ, and I believe it is, um, but I believe it's more than just the second coming. Um, and I think it's more of a personal thing than a collective thing because in the in the— middle of this gospel jesus basically says you know one will be taken and one will be left so not everybody is going to be isn't necessarily like uh like the ark the flood you know where where everybody was swept away but he also says that at a time when you least expect it you must be prepared because an hour you do not expect the son of man will come and i think that at least in my life the experience of coming to a deeper awareness and a deeper understanding of Christ and his role in my life and his role in the way that I relate to other people is not, was not just a once and done thing. I mean, I wish it, I wish it would have been, I wish I would have had full enlightenment. <laughs> but the other thing that, that uh, one of our priests brought out at, earlier in the week at our gospel reflection was that, 
and Jesus says, therefore, stay awake, he's assuming that we are already awake, you know, that, that we're already enlightened, that we're already have had some experience. So it's not a matter of coming to another one necessarily. It's a matter of staying awake and alert and prepared, and then he'll take care of the rest. He's the one that shows up in, in our life. But um, I, I don't believe that that's a once and done thing. I think I think our our job is to be prepared throughout life to stay awake, and when we get more awake, then we should continue to stay at that level and stay awake. And then he'll come again. You know, it might be years, it might be months, it might be weeks, it might be the end of this week. You know, uh, so th- that's a, that's a different take that I've kind of assembled talking to people through this gospel. You know, bits and pieces from different people's insights that I think are really kind of fit together. I think it's interesting when, you know, this whole the eating and drinking and marrying and, and yeah. all the festivities and this whole season of Advent is supposed to be waiting and listening and there are there are parties already and things going <laughs> on and and everyone's getting together and all the things that have become so that should be non-essential, that becomes so critical that, you know, we're so busy. The stay awake is also staying focused, staying, what is the reason for this? We're waiting for our Lord to come. We're waiting, we're, we're, to, we're to be, again, awake and, and looking for this coming of our Savior, not being so distracted by all the things of the world going on that we lose sight of of the main point, the main focus. Um, uh, you, you use the word waiting. Do you, do you see a difference between waiting and watching? I think it's the same. Uh, the waiting and watching. The waiting is the patient part. Okay. We want it now, but mm-hmm. we're waiting because we have confidence in the one who's coming. So we're waiting, but also being that watching alert. Okay. Yeah, that's good. We're not just passive. We're we're actually active members of this. As this all will come about, the advent and celebration. It's we're a part of that whole, that whole celebration, and and we get to join in on that. And we can wait and watch with with gratitude and with generosity. And uh, this past week, uh, at a at a, a gospel reflection, one of the one of the folks there really challenged me. Um, Ruth, you were there too. I don't know if, if, if it struck you the way it did me, and I'll just throw it out there. She said, uh, I don't know how she came across it or if someone challenged her. She said, if we woke up tomorrow with the things we thanked God for last night, mm-hmm. what would we have? Mm-hmm. I mean, that when I, I remember I said, what, can you say that again? And I wanted to make sure I wrote it down because like, you know, we're, just, we're in, you know, just coming off of Thanksgiving and, and right, right into Advent. There's gratitude and generosity is never out of season. Mm-mm. And in our waiting and in our watching, if we do that with gratitude, I think it's going to help us stay awake and alert. Because when we, when we realize how blessed we are, and, and we just, instead of just blanket, thank you, God, for everything, just really specifically thank. And this past week, I was at a school on Tuesday, and we did an op- we were before we did our opening prayer, I said, let's build this together. And, and with each class, on the top of the board, I wrote, thank you, God, for dot, dot, dot. And however many kids were in that session, I said, let's come up, let's come up with you know, as many things that we're thankful for. So there's no repeats. So 
the first, you know, the first rows were, you know, they got off the yeah. hook, family, friends, yeah. Yeah. Food. but then by the time we got to the, into the twenties and thirties, they were really, they were really pondering, thinking of things. Mm-hmm. And then we got to bed, pillow, right? Like just things that, that we have and we sleep on every night and a blanket over us, you know, thank you God for my blanket. Right. So it got really deep. And then we started the prayer. So I opened it up and then I said, all right, now this is where we pray together. And then we all prayed, thank you God for, and we went and said each one. And I was watching them and, and just the smiles on their faces. And I said, how'd you guys feel? Just saying these out loud, thanking God specifically for all these things. We feel good. This feels good to do that. You know, so it's, it's a gift no matter what season we're in. You know, we're always, we should always be waiting and watching. We should always be grateful and generous. And generosity comes in, in different ways, right? You know, generosity with our, our eye contact, right? We're looking down so much. I was at a, a, a half-day mission with my daughter who's involved with a group called Mission Youth, and they've been going into the streets of Philadelphia. And she gave us that lesson. You know, she said, guys, look into their eyes. Look, and we're, she said, we're no better than they are. We're a few bad decisions away from being where they are. Let's give them the gift of just looking them in the eyes, asking their name, repeating their name. And here, you know, this is my you know, daughter who's a senior in high school wow. and I was her student that day, which was awesome as a father. But like, that's being generous. Like just being generous with looking people in the eye, being generous with your smiles, be right, generous with your, your hellos and your asking questions and listening. Um, when I was at the school on Tuesday, I walked into one of the classes and the teacher, which was so awesome to hear, the teacher was sharing a story and she was getting choked up sharing that. She said this past weekend, she was with her family at a restaurant and she was observing a grandmom with her grandkids. And it seemed like it was some type of special occasion. And she watched and every time she went over there, she did not catch them saying one word to the grandmom the entire dinner. They were glued phone in hand, mm-hmm. all the grandkids, phones in hands, <clears throat> just looking and typing and playing games or doing whatever they were doing. And, and this teacher was getting choked up sharing that story because she said it broke her heart. It broke her heart. Like how much waiting and watching did that grandmom do for that night? I mean, she probably was like so excited. I have my grandkids out. We're going to have this dinner out at a restaurant. I'm going to be able to hear what's going on in their life. I might be able to tell them some stories. And then no, she was looking at the top of their heads while they were they were on their phone. Right. So in this waiting and watching, being grateful and generous, like just be creative in what that means, right? Be creative mm-hmm. and lavish in what we're grateful for and be creative and lavish in what we can be generous with uh, with the people in our lives. Well, I, I think we can make a case for as we say in our stewardship motto, you know, everything that we have and that we are is a gift from God. And, and you know, our response to that is, is what we give back. But I think when, when we say that, we, we don't always understand the depth of everything. You know, like the point you made, if you start listing the things that you can be grateful for, well, you know, what about our life? What about our existence? What about the fact that that we've been given time to grow closer to Christ, to God in our life? What about 
the fact that we've been redeemed. What about, you know, I mean, you could go through a whole list of the, the most fundamental basic things, the, the fact that we're even here is a gift from God, our presence, our existence. Um, so I think, you know, to your point, Rob, you, we could we could make a case that our whole life should be lived in it as an attitude and an orientation to God of, of being grateful. And that... Um, and I think also, if you look at our doctrine of the Trinity, that God is continually self-giving. He's he's just from all eternity to all eternity. He he's constantly, you know, the Father is begetting the Son. The Son is returning that love and a fullness that is so rich and so deep that it, it gives rise to another, begets another person. It, you know, the Holy Spirit proceeds from that. That relationship and the Holy Spirit is what is what creates and populates everything that we have. So, the very substance of who we are in our sharing in the divine life of God and the fact that our existence speaks to the generosity, to the to the overflowing love of God, and yet we get wrapped up in ourselves. We forget. We we you know woe is me. You know fear anxiety, all those things creep into our lives. But again, I think back to your point, Rob, we we could make a case that our whole life should be lived. You know, you talk about waking up or staying awake. We should, you know, we should be constantly striving to live in that mode, that that mode of giving back. What can I do? What Where can I find a, a way to give back to God? Where can I, and to, to look at the people around us. I mean, that's where that's where God asks us to do our best self-giving, you know, because where else would we do it, you know? Yeah, and there has to be a sense of urgency. Uh, this past yeah. Monday, I was at a friend of mine, he, he has these prayer services, and it started with one of his buddies. His uh, got aneurysm. I mean, he's like, like one day, fine, next day, aneurysm in the hospital. So he just put out some texts and social media, whatever, and says, hey, guys, I'm, I'm going to go to the church tonight and pray for our friend. And anybody wants to come, just you know, come on in. He had like 200 people show up. Wow. And then this past Monday was the 15th of these. So over the last two years, every few months, he's been doing these prayer services. And I've only been able to make it to two, this past Monday being one of them. There was about four, four to 500 people there just wow. coming together to, to pray. So it's, it, and he calls it, he calls it Team Hope. And he was explaining what Team Hope was, the inspiration he got for Team Hope. And Team, T-E-A-M, stands for teaching, empathy, and mercy. Perfect. Teaching, empathy, and mercy. And then hope is helping others, helping other, no, helping, yeah, helping other people everywhere. Isn't that awesome? So <clears throat> this team hope is just growing and it's so simple. And he just invites people to pray. They actually use the stewardship, our stewardship prayer book. Mm. And, and this, this past night, he had 10 individuals come up and they each had a prayer that they that they led the con- so everybody in the congregation had the prayer book. The person will go up, say, "Okay, now let's turn to page eleven for the prayer of a peaceful prayer of peaceful spirit, mm-hmm. prayer for a peaceful spirit." And then we would pray that prayer together. Then that person would share something from that prayer, how it impacted their life, and they would sit down, like little three to five minute. That was prayer, a little inspiration, and then he had some of his buddies playing music. So there was some music in between, and it was two hours of people just together, just praying together, fellowship, talk about connection. I mean, people didn't want the night to end. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just like everybody just being there. So we just never know the impact. So the one woman that shared said that she came just to pray for this guy the very first time. 
and she's been away from the church. She was away from the church for years, her and her mm-hmm. husband away. And she said she met, she was met with so much love that when she got there and she sat down, she's like, oh, I'm home, I'm home. And then she you know, ended up going back to confession and then her husband was saying that he was feeling the same way. He went back to confession and they started going to mass and now they're back. But here, my friend just wanted to get together, you know, get together with some friends to pray. And the Lord had this beautiful idea of like, do this on a regular basis, invite people to share their story, lead in prayer and, and see what the Holy Spirit does. One of the guys last night was a coach. There's a whole like 50 kids from a, a high school came because their coach was one of the witnesses. Wow. And then another coach got up and he prayed and he said, I just need to let everybody know that I went to confession tonight before I got up here for the first time in 15 years because he had six, five or six priests there. And, and he said, anytime you feel the spirit, just go, just go to confession. They're, they're ready for you. And this young guy, probably in his early 20s, just gave that witness of first time tonight in 15 years. Right, so great we just hear. never know. We never know what mm. what our yes, what God's going to do with our yes. Right? How long was this woman, the one woman that spoke? How long was she waiting and watching for an invitation back? This young guy, how long was he waiting and watching for, you know, someone to explain, like confession? The 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 theme of the night was confession and the Eucharist lead to heaven. And one of the other guys was, was talking about his first confession. He would go to mass all the time, every Sunday, but sometimes daily, but he hadn't been to confession in a while. So when he was invited to share that night, he was encouraged time. by my friend who organizes this, maybe it's time for you to go to confession. So the first Saturday afterwards, he, you know, he texted him, confessions are at 315 at your parish, you, you might wanna go, but he didn't. And then the next week he's like, I better go or he's gonna text me again. So he ended up going. And first time in a while, so you just never know, right? How how God's gonna how God's gonna use. So Advent is new beginnings, right? So let's let's trust God that He has some new beginnings in our lives, and and how He works through us, He can reach out through us for other people's new beginnings. Well, and I think it's such a reminder because so many, you know, it's like okay, here comes Advent again, and we know how the story goes, but the the Advent is just like this gospel; it's the wake up. It's the reminder. We get so, so caught up in everything going around us that we forget. It's, it's that moment where you are focusing, and, and as you said, Rob, you're reaching out. You're, it's that silent witness. I'll, I'll, you're just you're reaching out. And, um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That was, <clears throat> as you both were talking, I was listening uh, it, it occurred to me that um, that sometimes those types of events, like you talked about, Rob, uh, the, the the prayer, you know, the Team Hope prayer um, service, um, they have a way of getting to people's minds through their hearts. You know, they get their their heart is affected, and then they get clear about what they who they are and who they are in relation to not just to the people around them but also then their relationship with God gets clear but it happens through other people it doesn't like it 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 probably doesn't happen that we get converted in isolation you know or that we grow deeper in our faith in isolation i mean even i think about times when i've been alone in the in the chapel in the adoration chapel i'm still not alone you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just me 
there's no other human being in the room, but there is another person there in the chapel with me. And so I'm affected by that, by that relationship. But we're but we're we're called in a in a heartfelt way, I think, and and people discover this. You hear those conversion stories. Mm-hmm. I know working at the men's conference over the many years and and um, kind of being the you know the the host or the guide the person that guides people to where the priests are for confession, and they have you know they'll have ten, twelve, fifteen priests there, and there'll be lines of guys, and you can always tell the guys who have gone to confession for the first time in a long time because they come out with big smiles on their faces, mm-hmm. and some of them will even come over and tell you, you know, one one guy said I haven't been to confession for thirty years, mm-hmm. he said, and I just That's went awesome. today, and it's like. Now I was thinking of that. It's, it's like a weight drops off of them, and they come out, and they can't they can't help themselves. They're just smiling. They're beaming. It's like I'm, I left it all behind. <laughs> it's so funny you say it's that, because the, the youngest guy that gave a witness was a 20 year old sophomore in college, and he yeah. looked back. His reflection was, you know, in, in preparation, I was I've been praying, asking the Lord what what He wants me to share, and He took me back to receiving the sacraments of first confession mm-hmm. and. And, and Holy Communion, Eucharist. And he said, I was reflecting on that and praying about it. And it was like such a bright and light and festive environment with my first Holy Communion, you know, celebration afterwards, everybody's dressed up. And then my first confession was like a dimly lit church. I made my confession and my mom and I just walked, kind of walked out. So he said, I'm inviting us to celebrate. Look at this gift. And this is a 20 year old guy. Let's celebrate the gift that we're getting that we do not deserve, which is God's mercy. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate going to confession, giving Jesus what he wants. When on the cross, he said, I thirst. He's thirsting for our sins. He wants to take them all. He doesn't want us to to be burdened by them. He knows what we did. He knows what we said. He was there. He just wants them. He wants us to give them. He said, this is a call for celebration. Then he sits down. Isn't that awesome? It's wonderful. Well, in this this time is such a reset that we get this opportunity to to begin again, to to make things new, and then invite others along the way, um, but doing it very consciously that we we're very intentional. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. So as we wrap up our time here, I just want to thank all of you for joining us. For those of you who've been here before, thank you for coming back. Those of you who are listening for the first time thank you for joining us ruth for saying yes to the invitation that you had no idea you were getting today and you just said yes thank you for your yes and uh, let's all commit everyone here in the studio everyone listening let's commit to praying for each other that this advent is like none other before with that we sign off and wish everyone the best advent ever god bless you all thank you for being here Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. 
If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.